section six of greece and rome this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume four greece and rome edited by eva march tappan section six princess nausicaa and the shipwrecked sailor by homer after the fall of troy the greek hero odysseus is eager to return to his home in ithaca but by the enmity of poseidon he is driven over the mediterranean sea for ten long years in the course of his wanderings he is cast ashore on the coast of the phaeacians that is the island of corfu the editor thus long tried royal odysseus slumbered here heavy with sleep and toil but athena went to the land and town of the phaeacians this people once in ancient times lived in the open highlands near that rude folk the cyclops who often plundered them being in strength more powerful than they moving them thence godlike nausithous their leader established them as Scaria, far from toiling men he ran a wall around the town built houses there made temples for the gods and laid out farms but nausithous had met his doom and gone to the house of hades and alcinous now was reigning trained in wisdom by the gods to this man's dwelling came the goddess clear-eyed athena planning a safe return for brave odysseus she hastened to a chamber richly wrought in which a maid was sleeping a form and beauty like the immortals nausicaa daughter of generous alcinous near by two damsels dowered with beauty by the graces slept by the threshold one on either hand the shining doors were shut but athena like a breath of air moved to the maid's couch stood by her head and thus addressed her taking the likeness of the daughter of dymas the famous seaman a maiden just now sick as age dear to her heart taking her guise thus spoke clear-eyed athena nausicaa how did your mother bear a child so heedless your gay clothes lie uncared for though the wedding time is near when you must wear fine clothes yourself and furnish them to those that may attend you from things like these a good repute arises and father and honoured mother are made glad then let us go a-washing at the dawn of day and i will go to help that you may soon be ready for really not much longer will you be a maid already you have for suitors the chief ones of the land throughout phaeacia where you too were born come then beg your good father early in the morning to harness the mules and cart so as to carry the men's clothes gowns and bright-hued rugs yes and for you yourself it is more decent so than setting forth on foot the pools are far from the town saying this clear-eyed athena passed away off to olympus where they say the dwelling of the gods stands fast for ever never with winds is it disturbed nor by the rain made wet nor does the snow come near but everywhere the upper air spreads cloudless and a bright radiance plays over all and there the blessed gods are happy all their days 
thither now came the clear-eyed one when she had spoken with the maid soon bright-throned morning came and waked fair-robed nausicaa she marvelled at the dream and hastened through the house to tell it to her parents her dear father and her mother she found them still indoors her mother sat by the hearth among the waiting women spinning sea-purple yarn she met her father at the door just going forth to join the famous princes at the council to which the high phaeacians summoned him so standing close beside him she said to her dear father papa dear could you not have the wagon harnessed for me the high one with good wheels to take my nice clothes to the river to be washed which now are lying dirty surely for you yourself it is but proper when you are with the first men holding councils that you should wear clean clothing five good sons too are here at home two married and three merry young men still and they are always wanting to go to the dance wearing fresh clothes and this is all a trouble on my mind such were her words for she was shy of naming the glad marriage to her father but he understood it all and answered thus i do not grudge the mules my child nor anything beside go quickly shall the servants harness the wagon for you the high one with good wheels fitted with rack above saying this he called to the servants who gave heed out in the court they made the easy mule cart ready they brought the mules and yoked them to the wagon the maid took from her room her pretty clothing and stowed it in the polished wagon her mother put in a chest food the maid liked of every kind put dainties in and poured some wine into a goatskin bottle the maid meanwhile had got into the wagon and gave her in a golden flask some liquid oil that she might bathe and anoint herself she and the waiting women nausicaa took the whip and the bright reins and cracked the whip to start there was a clatter of the mules and steadily they pulled drawing the clothing and the maid yet not alone beside her went the waiting women too when now they came to the fair river's current where the pools were always full for in abundance clear water bubbles from beneath to cleanse the foulest stains they turned the mules loose from the wagon and let them stray by the eddying stream to crop the honeyed pasturage then from the wagon they took the clothing in their arms carried it into the dark water and stamped it in the pits with rivalry in speed and after they had washed and cleansed it of all stains they spread it carefully along the shore just where the waves washed up the pebbles on the beach then bathing and anointing with the oil they presently took dinner on the river bank and waited for the clothes to dry in the sunshine and when they were refreshed with food the maids and she they then began to play at ball throwing their wimples off white-armed nausicaa led their sport and as the huntress artemis goes down a mountain down long tegetus or aramanthus exulting in the boars and the swift deer while round her sport the woodland nymphs daughters of aegis bearing zeus and glad is leto's heart for all the rest her child o'er tops by head and brow and easily marked is she though all are fair so did this virgin pure excel her women but when nausicaa thought to turn toward home once more to yoke the mules and fold up the clean clothes then a new plan the goddess formed clear-eyed athena 
for she would have odysseus wake and see the bright-eyed maid who might to the phaeacian city show the way just then the princess tossed the ball to one of her women and missing her it fell in the deep eddy thereat they screamed aloud royal odysseus woke and sitting up debated in his mind and heart alas to what men's land am i come now lawless and savage are they with no regard for right or are they kind to strangers and reverent toward the gods it was as if there came to me the delicate voice of maids nymphs it may be who haunt the craggy peaks of hills the springs of streams and grassy marshes or am i now perhaps near men of human speech suppose i make a trial for myself and see so saying royal odysseus crept from the thicket but with his strong hand broke a spray of leaves from the close wood to be a covering round his body for his nakedness he set off like a lion that is bred among the hills and trusts its strength onward it goes beaten with rain and wind its two eyes glare and now in search of oxen or of sheep it moves or tracking the wild deer its belly bids it make trial of the flocks even by entering the guarded folds so was odysseus about to meet those fair-haired maids all naked though he was for need constrained him to them he seemed a loathsome sight befouled with brine they hurried off one here one there over the stretching sands only the daughter of alcinous stayed for in her breast athena had put courage and from her limbs took fear steadfast she stood to meet him and now odysseus doubted whether to make his suit by clasping the knees of the bright-eyed maid or where he stood aloof in winning words to make that suit and try if she would show the town and give him clothing reflecting thus it seemed the better way to make his suit in winning words aloof for fear if he should clasp her knees the maid might be offended forthwith he spoke a winning and shrewd speech i am your suppliant princess are you some god or mortal if one of the gods who hold the open sky to artemis daughter of mighty zeus in beauty height and bearing i find you likest but if you are a mortal living on the earth most happy are your father and your honoured mother most happy your brothers also surely their hearts ever grow warm with pleasure over you when watching such a blossom moving in the dance and then exceeding happy he beyond all others who shall with gifts prevail and lead you home for i never before saw such a being with these eyes no man no woman i am amazed to see at delos once by apollo's altar something like you i noticed a young palm shoot springing up for thither too i came and a great troop was with me upon a journey where i was to meet with bitter trials and just as when i looked on that i marvelled long within since never before sprang such a stalk from earth so lady i admire and marvel now at you and greatly fear to touch your knees yet grievous woe is on me yesterday after twenty days i escaped from the wine-dark sea and all that time the waves and boisterous winds bore me away from the island of ogygia now some god cast me here that probably here also i may meet with trouble for i do not think trouble will cease but much the gods will first accomplish 
then princess have compassion for it is you to whom through many grievous toils i first am come none else i know of all who own this city and this land show me the town and give me a rag to throw around me if you had perhaps on coming here some wrapper for your linen and may the gods grant all that in your thoughts you long for husband and home and true accord may they bestow for a better and higher gift than this there cannot be when with accordant aims man and wife have a home great grief it is to foes and joy to friends but they themselves best know its meaning then answered him white-armed nausicaa stranger because you do not seem a common senseless person and olympian zeus himself distributes fortune to mankind and gives to high and low even as he wills to each and this he gave to you and you must bear it therefore now you have reached our city and our land you shall not lack for clothes nor anything besides which it is fit a hard-pressed suppliant should find i will point out the town and tell its people's name the phaeacians own this city and this land and i am the daughter of generous alcinous on whom the might and power of the phaeacians rests she spoke and called her fair-haired waiting women my women stay why do you run because you saw a man you surely do not think him evil-minded the man is not alive and never will be born who can come and offer harm to the phaeacian land for we are very dear to the immortals and then we live apart far on the surging sea no other tribe of men has dealings with us but this poor man has come here having lost his way and we should give him aid for in the charge of zeus all strangers and beggars stand and a small gift is welcome then give my women to the stranger food and drink and bathe him in the river where there is shelter from the breeze she spoke the others stopped and called to one another and down they brought odysseus to the place of shelter even as nausicaa daughter of generous alcinous had ordered they placed a robe and tunic there for clothing they gave him in the golden flask the liquid oil and bade him bathe in the stream's currents then to the waiting women said royal odysseus women stand here aside while by myself i wash the salt from off my back and with the oil anoint me for it is long since ointment touched my skin but before you i will not bathe for i am ashamed to bear myself among you fair-haired maids so he spoke the women went away and told it to the maid and now with water from the stream royal odysseus washed his skin clean of the salt which clung about his back and his broad shoulders and wiped from his head the foam brought by the barren sea and when he had thoroughly bathed and oiled himself and had put on the clothing which the chaste maiden gave athena the daughter of zeus made him taller than before and stouter to behold and she made the curling locks to fall around his head as on the hyacinth flower as when a man lays gold on silver some skilful man whom hephaestus and pallas athena have trained in every art and he fashions graceful work so did she cast a grace upon his head and shoulders he walked apart along the shore and there sat down beaming with grace and beauty the maid observed then to her fair-haired waiting women said hearken my white-armed women while i speak 
not without purpose on the part of all the gods that hold olympus is this man's meeting with the godlike phaeacians a while ago he really seemed to me ill-looking but now he is like the gods who hold the open sky ah might a man like this be called my husband having his home here and content to stay but give my women to the stranger food and drink she spoke and very willingly they heeded and obeyed and set beside odysseus food and drink then long-tried royal odysseus eagerly drank and ate for he had long been fasting and now to the matter's white-armed nausicaa turned her thoughts she folded the clothes and laid them in the beautiful wagon she yoked the stout-hoofed mules mounted herself and calling to odysseus thus she spoke and said arise now stranger and hasten to the town that i may set you on the road to my wise father's house where you shall see i promise you the best of all phaeacia only do this you seem to me not to lack understanding while we are passing through the fields and farms here with my women behind the mules and cart walk rapidly along and i will lead the way but as we near the town round which is a lofty rampart a beautiful harbour on each side and a narrow road between there curved ships line the way for every man has his own mooring-place beyond is the assembly near the beautiful grounds of poseidon constructed out of blocks of stone deeply embedded farther along they make the black ships tackling cables and canvas and shape out the oars for the phaeacians do not care for bow and quiver only for masts and oars of ships and the trim ships themselves with which it is their joy to cross the foaming sea now the rude talk of such as these i would avoid that no one afterwards may give me blame for very forward persons are about the place and some coarse man might say if he should meet us what tall and handsome stranger is following nausicaa where did she find him a husband he will be her very own some castaway perhaps she rescued from his vessel some foreigner for we have no neighbours here or at her prayer some long-entreated god has come straight down from heaven and he will keep her his for ever so much the better if she has gone herself and found a husband elsewhere the people of our own land here phaeacians she disdains though she has many high-born suitors so they will talk and for me it would prove a scandal i should myself censure a girl who acted so who heedless of friends while father and mother were alive mingled with men before her public wedding and stranger listen now to what i say that you may soon obtain assistance and safe conduct from my father near our road you will see a stately grove of poplar trees belonging to athena in it a fountain flows and round it is a meadow that is my father's park his fruitful vineyard as far from the town as one can call there sit and wait a while until we come to the town and reach my father's palace but when you think we have already reached the palace enter the city of the phaeacians and ask for the palace of my father generous alcinous easily is it known a child though young could show the way for the phaeacians do not build their houses like the dwelling of alcinous their prince but when his house and court receive you pass quickly through the hall until you find my mother 
she sits in the firelight by the hearth spinning sea-purple yarn a marvel to behold and resting against a pillar her handmaids sit behind her here too my father's seat rests on the selfsame pillar and here he sits and sips his wine like an immortal passing him by stretch out your hands to our mother's knees if you would see the day of your return in gladness and with speed although you come from far if she regards you kindly in her heart then there is hope that you may see your friends and reach your stately house and native land saying this with her bright whip she struck the mules and fast they left the river's streams and well they trotted well they plied their feet and skilfully she reined them that those on foot might follow the waiting women and odysseus and moderately she used the lash the sun was setting when they reached the famous grove athena's sacred ground where royal odysseus sat him down and thereupon he prayed to the daughter of mighty zeus hearken thou child of aegis bearing zeus unwearied one o oh, hear me now although before thou didst not hear me when i was wrecked what time the great land-shaker wrecked me grant that i come among the phaeacians welcomed and pitied by them so spoke he in his prayer and pallas athena heard but did not yet appear to him in open presence for he regarded still her father's brother who stoutly strove with godlike odysseus until he reached his land end of section six this recording is in the public domain